that's in Dubai, which, you know, it's Dubai, but also you have to get your camera crew and everybody out there to Dubai to ride this. And it just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's worth it to do that for a movie. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm Colin, and today I'm by myself. Uh, (laughs) This is another personal preference recording where uh, it's just me. That's all you get, just me today. And I wanted to talk about uh, roller coasters in movies, and I know I've already done this once, but I figured I would talk about it again because I've learned a lot recently, and I think what I have to say is a little bit insightful, and something that not a lot of people think about when it comes to rides with used within movies. And, and last time was was a bit negative. If you go back and listen, it uh, was kind of negative on my part, yeah. Um, and, and it was... It was that way because I was annoyed about the lost potential. Why would you use such a boring roller coaster or such a not great roller coaster when there are better roller coasters out there, or even in the same park that you know you're you're currently filming at? Um, Vacation did do a pretty good job of using some of the better roller coasters at those parks when it was filmed, but they ran into some issues that we'll uh, we'll talk about in a bit. Part of the problem too is matching an attraction to the IP that you're using. Vacation made sense in that they, they took the roller coasters that were the biggest, baddest, kind of, at, at their parks at that time, and matching them to the attraction. Richie Rich, you know, they, they used a ride that sort of fit, but not really. So matching a roller coaster to, you know, the craziest, insane thing that's ever been built in your movie has to match that for what exists in the real world, right? So why won't these movies use these attractions? Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, movies like Tower of Terror or Haunted Mansion or Jungle Cruise, where, yeah, the movie exists and the IP is themed to it. I'm talking about the actual ride used within the movie existing within the movie. And this is going to sound a bit like me rambling, <laughs> but I promise it'll come to a point. Now, fake movie rides can come from great attractions, but, you know, why, why not use what is currently the craziest ride? And at the time of recording, uh, this is before the first Axis roller coaster is opening, uh, the Axis roller coaster is difficult to explain through a recording. I do recommend looking it up just because it is that insane, but basically the riders uh, rotate on a horizontal axis, meaning that you, you spin side to side all the way around the track depending on what's all happening. The first one of its kind has been announced and it is going to be opening soon. Um, however, it is themed to Transformers, which could be a bit of an IP problem, but we'll, we'll talk about IP later, though just so you know, IP stands for Intellectual Property. That's basically anything themed to movies or, or comic books or video games. Just any any intellectual property that exists, if it is themed to an IP, that's what that is. Okay, so what are the craziest roller coasters that exist in the world right now? Well, you could go for the fastest, and that is uh, Ferrari World's Formula Rosa, uh, with a top speed of 149 miles an hour or 240 kilometers an hour. And yeah, it's an insane roller coaster, but it doesn't quite look that good on camera. A lot of the ride 
uh, is just these giant camelback hills and big sweeping turns. And riders are required uh, to wear glasses while riding. And that's mainly due to the forces exerted on your body. It's, it's a very intense roller coaster. And so that might make it difficult to, to film or, or to use within film. Plus, it's in Dubai, which, you know, it's Dubai, but also you have to get your camera crew and everybody out there to Dubai to ride this. And it just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's worth it to do that for a movie. So let's think the United States. What's the craziest roller coaster we have in the United States? Well, you could argue right now that it's King Dakar. Um, and that's not tied to an IP, so you don't have to worry about an IP issue. could say that it's pretty easy to theme uh, with the minimalistic theming that's currently around the ride. It's pretty short, but, you know, there's not much visual interest beyond the giant tower, and that tower is 456 feet tall, which is just shy of 139 meters, which is this huge ride. But again, it's it's very difficult to re-ride this over and over and over again, uh, not just because it has technical issues, but because, you know, it's a, it's a very intense ride. Also, it's in New Jersey. Granted, Jersey, but also that's not very close to many of the, uh, the movie studios. So what if we get a little bit closer to an operating studio uh, with Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens Tampa? Again, this is an easy ride to re-theme. All you have to do is take down a couple of signs, change out a couple of lights, and you have this fantastic-looking ride. But out of everything mentioned, you know, this is an incredibly difficult roller coaster to re-ride. Even just one time, you feel like you've had the wind knocked out of you. I know several people that, after they've gotten off this ride, <laughs> they, they uh, have to, you know, take a minute, sit down, and, and their throat hurts from screaming because they quite literally lost their ability to scream from screaming so loud. And that, that's kind of the, the point that I'm trying to make with, with these crazy intense roller coasters, is that they're very difficult to rewrite over and over again, much less to act. You know, if, if these roller coasters are being used in a movie and you're making a point of using the actual roller coaster in the movie, that means that you want to get these characters, you know, reacting to a scene on this ride, which means that you have to ride this roller coaster not only over and over and over again, but you have to act while you're doing so. So that makes it very difficult. But let's say that you want to use something a little bit closer to a movie studio that currently exists. And Tampa is close to Orlando, and Orlando's home to Universal Orlando, which is a, you know, production studio that exists within the theme park. And Disney, that they currently have movies that they work on at that park as well. And Unless you're going to use the IP in a media kind of way, there's no real good ride that exists at either of those resorts other than Rip Red Rocket at Universal. Rip Red Rocket is not tied to any distinct IP. There is theming around it, kind of themed to this music video, music shoot, but there's nothing really tying it down, so you could use it in a movie if you wanted to. But it just doesn't look great. You know, they, they used it on Jimmy Fallon with, with uh, Kevin Hart, but but the ride in of itself, I mean, it looks fine, but, but it doesn't ride well. And, and people will tell you, riding this ride over and over and over again, it hurts. Now, I know I talked about The Incredible Hulk being used in, in my last uh, recording, but it just, trying to use it nowadays, especially with everything happening with Marvel, it, you, I feel like you'd be facing a much different legal battle trying to record 
using an IP that's tied between two different studios. But Rip Ride Rocket's kind of a perfect example of what I'm talking about, with not great rides being used within media and used within movies, because it's very easy to use. I mean, SeaWorld and FunSpot have really good roller coasters, sure, but I don't think Disney or Universal would go to those parks to use their roller coasters when they have something like Rip Ride Rocket right in their backyard. Now, why wouldn't they use something like Velocicoaster? And that exists at Universal. Velocicoaster is a fantastic ride, but due to the IP attachment, you know, you, you have the Jurassic World attachment. It doesn't matter how good the ride looks, you still have dinosaurs on the ride. You, you still have that, that name of Jurassic World Velocicoaster used within the ride itself. And yeah, you could CG out the dinosaurs if you wanted to spend the money on it, but why would you spend the money on all of that and fight that legal battle when Rip Red Rocket is right there? But let's, uh, let's go to Atlanta, uh, where they film a lot of movies and whatnot, and let's say that you're only filming at Atlanta. The only roller coasters that exist nearby would be at Fun Spot with Air Force One. Again, really easy to re-theme, looks great, incredibly hard to re-ride. Or Six Flags Over Georgia, where you could use Goliath, which is really easy to film and it looks great. But the, the Six Flags Over Georgia, while it's not the most popular park, you have the problem where now you have to close down this roller coaster all day and, and paid to have it closed down all day. You know, guests come in to ride this ride, so a park like Six Flags isn't going to make renting this ride out for the day or potentially uh, for a few days cheap. You know, it's very expensive, unless you're going to film at night, in which case it becomes very difficult, you know, to get the shots that you want and the shots that you need. Though again, rewriting a ride multiple times in a row even for somebody that loves roller coasters and a ride like this where it's not the most intense ride in the world, it's still rather difficult. Though, let's say the production is taking place in Hollywood. If you want to rent out any of the roller coasters at Six Flags Magic Mountain or Knott's, you're going to find a, a, it to be much more difficult. Six Flags Magic Mountain is where they filmed Vacation, and it was nowhere near as busy as it is now, or nowhere near as big of a park as it is now. But if you're Disney or Universal, Disney, they used to have one roller coaster that wasn't tied to an IP and, you know, that existed and was the California Screamin'. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I wasn't stalling. Why would you say that? But, uh, you know, you had California Screamin', which you could argue is a rewritable ride over and over and over again. And it looks great on film. It looks great in its setting. But now it is tied to an IP. It's called the Incredicoaster. And there's Incredibles theming all around. And if you want to film on that ride, you're going to have to take away all of that theming. And it's just not financially... It, it just doesn't make financial sense. And while Universal is soon about to open the Fast and Furious roller coaster, again, it might just be cars, but... It's a roller coaster that is tied exclusively to an IP, and legally you might not be allowed to use that ride. Yeah. On a side tangent, uh, there are some fake rides that are based on an IP that turned out great, uh, such as the Scooby-Doo Spooky Coaster at Warner Brothers Movie World in Australia. They took the fake set pieces from the Scooby-Doo movie and turned it into a full roller coaster that, you know, works within the theming that they have, or, or saw that, you know, they recreate the bedroom scene and have different theming elements throughout the roller coaster that really fit 
the whole Saw aesthetic where you feel like you're part of one of Jigsaw's traps. Or uh, Waterworld, which you could argue is based off of one of the worst IPs ever, but the show in and of itself is fantastic. So it, it's not to say that good roller coasters don't exist within movies or, or haven't come out of it. There are way too many to count where the, the actual ride based off the attraction is, is amazing, you know, such as the Velocicoaster attraction. Or, or you have the opposite end of the spectrum where they just kind of use the name, like uh, Superman. Um, many of the Superman rides exist, but that's about it. And, and I mean, some, in, in some ways, the, the, uh, the studios are working on it to be able to take what you see on screen and translate it into an attraction that makes sense. Like you have uh, D- Disney. Disney's really working on it. You have like Pirates of the Caribbean, where, yeah, the ride existed before the movies, but after the movies came out and became popular, they rethemed parts of the ride to fit the movies. So you kind of have, have like a ride to movie to ride to movie to ride pipeline. And Johnny Depp shows up to do a cameo every now and then, which is fantastic. Or you have Rise of the Resistance, where they filmed a commercial within the attraction in and of itself, not showing off the ride as much as using the ride as a kind of like its own set. But you go through that quote-unquote set as part of the attraction, you know. And and, and I hope that you kind of get to see what, I, what I'm getting at in that you have these things that exist within movies or that are based off of movies that end up being fantastic but if you want to use a real roller coaster within the movie that you're you're uh, you're filming it it's not easy it's not cheap and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense so why why would you do all this research into a, an attraction and using an attraction when it doesn't matter much you know you have to think about the filming location you know, like we talked about, and it takes a lot to get an entire filming crew, an entire film crew to uh, a park, you know, you have to think about the budget, how much will it cost to actually rent out this attraction, how long do you have to rent it out, how many days, are you filming at night, are you filming during the day, Uh, you have to pay the park in general, Um, you have to think about the actors, you know, how often, you know, can, or how much can they re-ride whatever ride you're trying to use, it doesn't matter how simple or crazy it is. At the end of the day, rewriting a ride over and over again is exhausting. And it's not like you want to go through the same things that they went through on vacation. Uh, when they were filming some of those rides, a lot of the actors ended up having to take Dramamine a whole lot. And it's just it's just not worth it, especially when you consider the IP problem. And I touched on it before, but it doesn't matter that Universal owns the IP rights to... Jurassic World, if they want to use Velocicoaster for a different movie or a different property uh, in terms of media production that is anything other than a commercial, then you're ending up with, you know, one IP being used over another IP and it turns into this big legal battle even though Universal owns both IPs for Jurassic World and whatever fictional IP would be trying to use this roller coaster. And I hope all of that and all of this has provided a little bit of insight into the problem that I kind of had last time I talked about all this. And I definitely learned a little bit and definitely had my eyes opened a little bit to uh, all these different problems. And it's something that not a lot of people think about, but and it's not something that I thought about, but it definitely does make a lot of sense in retrospect. So, yeah. 
Uh, hopefully you enjoyed what you heard today. And if you did, don't forget to rate us that five-star rating on whatever podcast listening place you like to use. And uh, I know this is a little bit shorter of an episode, but I hope you still enjoyed it. Though if you did not, go ride a roller coaster 20 times in a row and eat a bunch of food and then go ride it another 20 times. And then after that, go give us that five-star rating anyway. <laughs> there are no epi- there are new episodes of the Other Brothers podcast uh, every Tuesday-ish. And uh, as a little bit of a teaser for next week, uh, we're going to be talking, John's back, and we're going to be talking about something a little bit elemental, and it's not the Disney movie. But if you have any suggestions of what you think we should review next or talk about, you can let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Other Bros Pod, and most importantly, please tell your friends about us. Uh, it'd be nice to grow this podcast. It'd be nice to uh, kind of have more of a conversation and get to know you guys. Anyway, I've been Colin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>